Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today on the program, I want to talk about podcasting and book publishing. There are some parallels. For those who followed me for a while right now, I got started in podcasting because of book publishing, but that is not what I want to talk about. That is not the topic. What I want to talk about is book publishing from a professional point of view and from a reaching your audience point of view. If you got a lot of words in your head and you want to get them out, you write a book. Well, that's the way that you used to do things. Today, if you've got a lot of words in your head, you have lots of resources. You've got a blog. Yeah. You've got newsletters, all sorts of ways to reach people that you've never had before. But a book was always seen as the pinnacle. It was almost to the point a few years back that if you had published a book on your topic of choice, you could probably get a speaking gig at most conferences. Just simply saying published author, ka-ching, was enough to get you the credibility that you needed to get access to various things. And I am living proof of that. When I wrote Podcasting for Dummies and Expert Podcasting Practices for Dummies, that opened up lots of doors for me to speak. And I've spoken with other people who are on the professional speaker circuit, and they all say the same thing. Publish a book, and then people will grant you access. But here's the thing about book publishing, that the, the kind of the dirty underbelly of it. That's long, and it's hard, and it doesn't always lead to just massive amounts of profit. Most books don't, don't pan out. Like most things in life, they don't pan out. Well, that was years ago, but today we have this thing called podcasting. And while it's okay to sit down like me and just kind of ramble for 10 minutes about something, that's not the same thing as book publishing. A lot of savvy publishers are now re-looking at this idea of new, uh, of new media. And, and by publishers, I mean people who want to publish. I don't necessarily mean the big publishers in New York, although they're certainly looking at it as well. But it is now to the point to where if you develop and research and do all of the work necessary to put the words down on paper, you now have the option of not letting those words ever be seen on paper by anyone else. And instead of publishing the book, it's oftentimes better, it's oftentimes utilized these days, to use podcasting as your medium, how you get that word out there. Now, it's very different than, than writing a book. But back in the day when I started doing this, we took books and converted them into podcast form. Really, all we were doing was making serialized audiobooks. That's not what I'm talking about. Although that's a cool thing. You should totally do that. But I'm saying instead of thinking about a book as your final product, maybe you should think about a podcast 
as your final product. I'll give you a couple of examples of how that might work. Uh, one of them uh, is a is an acquaintance of mine who's a good friend of a very good friend of mine. I know it's a, it's a long story. Uh, name named Simon Majumdar, and Simon has a new show called Eat My Globe, and it is a heavily researched, very detail oriented dive into various types of foods and why we eat the foods and how those foods came to be. It totally could have been a book. Simon, in fact, writes, uh, he's a, he's a, I believe he is the food reviewer for the LA Times or something, one of those magazines in LA, a food critic and, and, and as, as an exceptional writer. And so he has an outlet for his, for his, uh, for his words right now. But Simon could have put together Eat My Globe as a book, which I believe might have been the original intent. But thanks to podcasting, he's able to do things a lot differently. Because you write differently for a podcast than you write a book that to be read by human eyeballs. It's just a different process of writing. It's a, it's the similar process. You still have to put the words on the paper, but you're doing them in a very different way. And, and also, you don't have to, the great thing about it is you don't have to finish the entire book. You can put out content as you go along. So you can put out, if you want to think about it this way, chapter by chapter and build out your own expertise. I have other clients that are doing that. I have a client right now who is in the uh, social entrepreneur space, and he's using his podcast to do a lot of research for something that might actually become a book later, or it might actually become even a longer form podcast. And it's not just podcasting as your option here, because if, if you want to publish a book, just to back up, if you want to publish a book in late 2018, you have many more options to you that may not even require a book. And maybe a book is okay. I'm not, I'm not saying don't publish a book. But I'm saying you can utilize your own podcast to build your brand and build your authority by having this thing that you do on a regular basis. That might even be better. Not necessarily better, but it might be better than having a book. As proof that the tide is changing and this adoption of Content we would normally assume would be in a book. I'm going to bring up a couple of other examples. One is the new, our love as podcast, our, us podcast listeners, excuse me, our love of the long form story content that develops over the course in time of, of you know, several weeks. Take, take serial, take any true crime podcast or take any of the growing swelling of audio dramas that are out there as a way we prefer to get our either our information or our entertainment or oftentimes both we want to consume those now as podcasts which makes people who want to publish content that they would originally think about as a book maybe a podcast is a good version so that's that's one example of what's happening with the with the consumption right now the second example is, you know a guy named James Patterson? Clearly you do. And if you, if you don't, next time you're in the airport, just walk by the bookstore that's in the airport. And I guarantee you, you will see one or two James Patterson titles <laughs> written by him and somebody else listed on the shelves. James Patterson has been writing books for forever, and he writes a stupid number of books, and he's got a great little machine that's going on. And he makes a crap ton of money selling paper books in airports and other places as well. But his latest thing, which came out earlier this month, is not a book in printed form. It's not even an ebook form. It's not even an audiobook form. He's releasing his book on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, 
Facebook Messenger. You like this, you, you follow this account on Facebook Messenger and you, and you type in the commands like you would to anyone else. It's a chat bot. And you type in, begin. Boom. It'll send you. I don't know if it's paragraph by paragraph or chapter by chapter. Nobody wants to read. That's a terrible experience reading the entire novel inside of a screen. But they've got it built in such a way to where it's consumable the way you consume chat bot content. So if James Patterson can release a novel, can can let me change the way I say that. If James Patterson can edit the content to fit inside of the container, and that's a topic for a longer conversation. If he can edit the content to fit the container of a chatbot, we can easily edit the content to fit the container of a podcast. It is not exactly the same. While you can go and narrate your book into a microphone, that's not exactly the same thing I'm talking about. Nor am I talking about, well, I should let me change the way I say that. You Here's the deal. If you want to release good quality content that gets you noticed and you were thinking about a book form and you're thinking podcasting is going to be easier, it's not easier. It's not easier to release this stuff as a podcast. It might be better to release your knowledge-based content that makes you an authority as a podcast, but it's certainly not easier. It's different. It's a different approach to writing. It's a different approach to editing because it still needs to be edited from the words point of view when they're written down on paper, not just the audio editing. And it needs to be presented differently because people consume audio content differently, especially when they're not thinking about it in a book form. They consume it differently, but it's a fantastic idea. And I, and I'm seeing more people jump into that and I'm seeing the consumption habits change to where you don't, we don't have to get their knowledge from a book. We can now get our knowledge from a podcast and we can get our entertainment from a podcast. And sometimes it's that education and entertainment edutainment from a podcast. So if you're thinking about having a voice of authority and you were thinking a book was the only way you could do that, not necessarily. You want help figuring this out? This is what I do. I launch podcasts and keep them running for businesses and professional service providers. Check out podcastlaunch.pro and email me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I'll be back soon with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit 
donations for abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.